What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Rap Chat Podcast. I'm Jay Powell. Thanks for checking out the episode so far. Be sure to like and subscribe uh, on the podcast application of your choice. Be sure to follow these great artists that we have conversations with on the show as well. Highly recommend it. And today is a really interesting episode. Uh, artist Dope Soul kind of opens up on his creative process, how he approaches music, how music inspires him, and just moves him as a person. Really, really great stuff. And a few people sit in to have this conversation with them, such as myself, Brian Individual, uh, unregistered user D Skills Harris. Uh, but yeah, be sure again, be sure to check it out. Be sure to follow the, the podcast on Instagram as well at the Rap Chat Podcast. And until then, enjoy the show. I want to evolve it because, it, and it's natural. Everything evolves over time, and because I've been able to experience those before me, the snoops, the whizzes, the currencies. I can, it's like, I can really, okay, so because I like those guys doesn't mean I didn't like Jay-Z, I didn't like Biggie, I didn't like Tupac. Yeah, no, of things course. Of that nature. Yeah. So, I'm in, I'm influenced by all genres of music and all types of artists, but I understand where my core inspiration came from. Mm-hmm. So every time I approach it, I can stay within the, the genre of stoner rap, but I can evolve it because I can be a stoner rapper that gets real introspective about something like mm-hmm. a story about my life. I can tell a story. I'm saying I can get on my Nas tip. I can get on that, uh, I can get on that hove tip where I'm just like really blowing your mind with the way I'm being really interested, really, uh, you know, hove has this, this, uh, luxurious vantage point of life. He makes you feel really proud when you listen to him. I feel like when you're not used to hearing someone talk from a, a, a elevated level and you listen to Jay-Z, you can't help but not smile. You're going to have to smile. At, at some point listening to it because it defies what everyone's telling you we are as black people one of the things that like i realized with music was instantly my old self was very free before i, I met my first critic my first critic looked just like me mm. and my first critic didn't talk to me in a way that a critic normally does. Instead, my critic ignored me because I wasn't a certain type of artist. So it was a silent critique. Mm. So it was one of those things where like, I grew tough skin instantly because it was like, that's a traumatizing experience. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. If you're an artist, if you're an artist, there is a traumatizing experience when you realize that someone doesn't like your music, especially when you're used to people liking it. Well, and side, I was sidebar, you know, he left off that list. Like real quick. The, the, Devin, Devin, the dude. Okay, keep on going. Sorry. Say that again. I oh. said, I said sidebar. Oh. You left uh, off the stoners list. You left uh, Devin, the dude. Oh yeah, Devin and Dude. So he's a legend. Like, shout out Devin and Dude. Yeah, sure. What's but, the but um, sure. Sure. 
as far as like there's I guess levels to your your experience as an artist because when you first start out well for me anyways it was like I'm rapping for my homies and and I didn't realize that like oh yeah my homies like this but when I started putting it out for like people when I started putting it out for people to consume it was up for public consumption at that point so yeah. it's like you get that experience and you realize uh oh maybe I can work on some stuff like it's a shot any for me anyways it was a shot at my 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 ego did your friends most. support have your friends supported you from the start or no well well that's the thing like I was always treated like the I'm going to use another anime reference, but I, I was like, go on to everyone because it was like, this kid can really rap and he can really write and put together good songs. All he needs is more experience. I started so late. These guys were like people who were like rapping all their life type stuff. So it was like, I came into their fold, but I kept, I, I could hold my own. And yeah. I got to a point where it was like, I got better than, yeah. As you Most should have, that. yeah. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier with when we were saying with your playground, like your playground space is like uh it's it's grown up now. So you so now when you like you know are using things, you understand them better and you know how to maneuver them better. So it's like especially when you get into a good fold like that, like you said, like it would be it would be one thing if the way that I could compare would be like if you got into any super group at all, like name any super group right now, and you 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 come into that group as you are right now, as opposed to when you first started. Like, do you think that they're going to be more confident having you now or when you first started and still with the awe of like, oh, my gosh, like awestruck and, you know, it's still a now. But now it's like a passion, but it's it's a passion. I now mean, because there's not a day I, I don't go think about music. Not a day goes by where I don't think about making music. Period. Period. That's, that's like, being obsessed. Jay Powell, hey, I want to get whiplash obsessed, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's all. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I have a family minus the not you know all that shit. But I'm saying right. I want to be. I said that before. That's what that made me, that movie made me feel like I needed to really get passionate about my shit. Yeah. But, but right, to answer your question, yeah. like, now I feel like if I were to just become a part of a super group, I would be extremely, um, I would be a really big asset. I see that. You'd feel comfortable, wouldn't you? More so because why why would you feel more I, comfortable i feel like any anyone that's put in the actual practice and the time they are um they're able to be confident like this because yeah. i know for a fact that like when it was time to go party and stuff like that i didn't go party and i i sat with my pen and my pad yep and i know that like Anytime I had access to like a studio in-house or like I work at two recording studios. I have my own and I work at one. But like before I got to that point, I was always working at recording studios for like the last yeah. freaking 
11 years or whatever. But before I got to the point where I had my own, anytime I got access to a recording studio, I remember the, the moments because it was like, at one point <clears throat> I was working because of where the one I work at now, I had built up my reputation or whatever. And this guy went, got equipment, got a building and gave me the keys. And basically my job was to bring artists there and start making money, do what I was basically doing at the other place. But during that time frame, I just took advantage of the idea of the opportunity to work with all these other uh, producers from New York who were in there and just work on my craft, be an engineer. I was never doing that at the uh, recording studio that I work at because there's already engineers there. Mm -hmm. So I took the, took the opportunity to do that. But in, in doing that, I, I was recording myself a lot. And I realized like, oh man, I'm, I'm knocking out 10 and 15 songs a day because I'm just literally going to YouTube, putting in a Kid Ocean type beat. He has like a freaking playlist of 25,000 beats. All right, just play whatever. And I'm not going into it like, <laughs> I'm literally not going into it. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going into it with the idea of like, oh, this is going to be a hit. I'm going into it with like, let's make this song as fast as we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get like, it. Like, get, like it. this, it has to become second nature. I yeah. can't be just like, because what I realized was like, because I was working in recording studios, I realized how much money that most people had to pay. Like, I don't really pay. At that time, I wasn't paying for studio time. So, like, I was seeing the fact that, like, I can take advantage of just being in a studio all day bullshitting and, and make one song. Or if I wanted to go crazy and make a million songs. But I had to train my mind to not, like, don't play around. When it's time to create, go go there. Go right there. Yeah. And, like, don't, don't daddle. Because yeah. I could execute better in that time frame if I'm just right there. But I knew that, like, you can't just tell your mind that. You have to yeah. train it. Like, yeah. yeah. you got to exercise it. Yep. So I would do like ridiculous stuff, like sit in the studio all day, not make any money, but make like 15, 20 songs mm -hmm. and then just like go home, sleep, but be so excited. So like I only sleep like yep. three, four hours just yep. so I can go back to the studio with some Gatorade and like Dude, a freaking when I, when I got my gear, I was that way for the like, I mean, I still am just as I mean, obviously not like with the family and stuff as at less time, but like my, my wife will tell you, dude, like. I, I was lit, like, I lived in, like, I would stay up until three or four and I would, I'd, I'd wake up at six, six thirty to go to work the next day. And my wife would be like, she'd be like, how the hell, like, how do you, like, I would be in there from nine or 10 until three in the morning, every single night, every single night on that thing, like on, on my equipment, learning it, learning everything about it that I possibly like engrossing myself in it. <laughs> it, like you have to be that ups that's what i was getting to with you with asking me that question like people support like whether or not they support you or not it doesn't matter you have to go to, that doesn't matter you have to go to the point where you are that engrossed where where that and everything else does not fucking matter because you're yeah. so focused so and passionate about it that's it's what like I'm, like i am um, getting obsessed too is like that's what I mean. If I can't, I can't. Every day I wake up, I'm like, I am ready well, to be inspired or wowed or whatever to like make something happen I, in my mind to make music happen. 
I feel like I gained that quality to not care about with other, what other people thought about my decisions as far as like, okay, I grew up in the hood, but like I was always into anime and shit like that. I wasn't always popular. I didn't give a fuck though. Like yeah. I was the type of dude that's like hanging out with all the drug dealers and stuff like that. And I'm talking about Dragon Ball Z. And they're they're like they're respecting it more so than like disrespecting it. They're respecting it because deep down, it's some normal shit. It's just like just like the dude that's so cocky and brazen that he walks outside with his shirt off, tattoos out, chain on in the hood, knowing that like is bringing attention to himself. But if he that if he got that type of love in the hood, you know what I'm saying? It's like he he earned that right in a sense. For me, growing up, I had to earn that right to just be myself. Mm. And the funny thing is, is like being yourself where I'm from can get you fucked up. Mm. Because if somebody thinks that you're a clown or whatever, they could just take that moment to do whatever they want to do at that time. So it was like, on the other side of that, it's, it's super respected at the same time from a real one. Yeah. Because they're going to look at it like, dang, bro, you know where you at. Mm-hmm. And you still going to be like this? Mm-hmm. All right. I fuck with that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I took that same ideology into, like, music. Even mm-hmm. though I was crushed when I got my first critics, I still didn't care that they didn't like it, in a sense. I cared more so, like, that I, I felt how I felt about it. I didn't know that I was going to feel like that. Yeah, you know, so it was like, no, I never thought like I'm stopping because of this. It's like, nah, they they haven't even heard this new shit I'm working on because that was another part of the understanding that I had to get of music. It was like, yeah, you can make a song, don't fall in love with that art too quick. Yeah, because that art has to appraise itself, has to gain, it has to gain that over time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you just keep I creating that man. Longevity, dude, is my mindset. Me, me, Al Nimbus and I made a song, basically talking all about that longevity. Just like people that make make music to like either make a quick buck or make a quick hit or whatever. Like it's always about the quickness of it. To me, I'm always I always just thinking about like how long it takes for anything, something to like grow. Like I just think about a garden. Like, I think about my mind and music as a garden. Like, all I'm doing is just, like, doing that. Planting seeds, watering them. Watering them, watering them, watering them. Letting them them get sunlight, nurturing them, loving them, telling them good things, positive. Like, over time, I have no doubt that my music will become that. Will become, like, one of those, like, brands where it's like, yo, like, yo, and this came out, like, 10 years ago. And this is, like, really good. Like, I don't you can't put a timestamp on your shit, man. Once you start doing that, it's like, then you start putting expiration dates and you become like that type of artist, you know? Uh, yeah. well, I know it's going to sound like a little harsh, but like, I feel like the artists who sound like the time and they don't go past that, like, they're like a level below that top tier for me because I feel like the music that transcends time, those are like the real artists, like the Michael Jacksons, 
Would you consider yourself? I can say proudly that I consider myself that kind of artist, or I strive to be. Do definitely, you? I, okay. I definitely do. So we, because I think like, that we can all probably say that without. I think there's, like, there, there's an, there's an I, I swear you, it's so funny you said Michael Jackson, because I, I just mentioned this the other day, too, about him. Like, I always say that it's like, you say whatever the fuck you want about that dude. I mean, that guy single handedly, like his music will until there is a fucking comet hitting Earth, his music will be played for fucking ever. Yeah. From people all over the entire fucking planet. That that to me is like, obviously, I'm not saying I'm striving for that. I mean, that is like, that's but a why million, not? I mean, he's like from another world shit. Like I said about a lot of artists, like Jay Electronic. There's a lot of people that are like that. About? I'm not saying I we're gonna get to that level, and I understand dope soul. Who exactly was he talking about? Michael Jackson. What's that? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think that like striving for is not a bad thing i think that striving to be like i said the brightest no pun intended version of you is is awesome is like knowing that like you're making music that is you're you're being true to yourself while you're making it you're you're speaking your truth from your reality or perspective that's all that matters right so like spreading love spreading positivity is all the underlying messages that's fine you can still like put those in there here and there that's what i do and that's okay. And it's, you know, doesn't say for all those artists, for those artists like Michael that transcend time, like they all have mastered that quality of regardless of what's popular or what's going on, they are themselves. Yep. Through and fucking through. No matter what anyone's, no matter what the, especially with those people. I mean, you can't, you can't even imagine cameras on you every single fucking day every word that you say is written down in a you know by a news journalist like that's a lot of i always say that like that's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress and anxiety i'm sure for people that's why a lot of those people are depressed man like yeah. it's just it's it's i'm sure it's hard to balance all that shit yeah, you're you know? used to that skills when you get famous, dog. <laughs> you gotta wear the Kanye, uh, the Kanye mask to, to, to hide who you are, because you're gonna get a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of paparazzi. Well, when, well, when any one of us reach that level, I think any one I, of us has the potential to reach that. Trust level. me, that's not gonna work. Because like <laughs> the, the put, put a mask on. I, I had a mask on a few times in, in little places, and I really am not like a outside type of guy. So I was super shocked when I was in GameStop incognito and I got spotted by like some some thug ass dudes like that I knew. <laughs> it was love, but it was like, how the fuck did you guys even know I was here? Like, <laughs> and like Scarface says, man, it's all in the eyes, Chico. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think the mask is going to help. They're going to see skills because skills got a certain walk. He got a certain R. So they're gonna see him from a mile away. Yeah. They're like, man, skills is shining bright today. Shit. <laughs> His aura looks like the sun. No. That, they, that that shit's real too, by the way. When we're talking about psychic powers and all that, yeah, auras are real, vibes are real. I always say, man, vibes are for real. 
For real. No, um, I was on mute, bro, so y'all couldn't hear me. I was rolling when Dope said that, yo. It's, <laughs> it's a very, it's a very East Coast, New York type of vibe. I understand what you're saying, yo. Like, hilarious. <laughs> One thing I wanted to chime in on, uh, I came in here late, yo. There's a, there's a, there's a misconception about the trenches, right? People think that that the real status symbol in the hood is having jewelry, right? Having jewelry is not the status symbol. This, the, the thing, the message is, is that you in the trenches with that shit on, bro. And exactly. that you can be comfortably walking around this bitch with your jewelry. With that shit on. Exactly. It's not the fact that you have that shit. It's the fact that you feel comfortable enough to be wearing that shit in the trenches. But exactly. yeah. Okay, so like when an artist like, uh, huh. you know, Nas or Slick Rick or whatever roll through the boroughs in New York with all that shit on, like. Well, know, me and Skills are from the same place, so it's like we understand that. don't like run up and try to steal that shit or what is it? Or is it yeah, because like, in you know, California, fear. people because think, fear oh, this nigga thinks he's invincible. <laughs> I'm gonna rob him. <laughs> exactly. Now, that's the thing. It's like. Fear and respect are two different things, man. Remember that. It's like. Yeah. Baltimore is a territorial place. Baltimore is a very territorial territorial place. So like, Man, dope solo from Zone Sixteen, by the way. Exactly. So it's like when I said that for him to expound on it was like it's so cool because it's like it's weird how being from the same place, it's like we understand each other. <laughs> right. Like, so that that ideology of like that person who is comfortable enough to walk around that hood. Mm-hmm. That same that same person is dealing with two duality. You were preaching to the choir, dog. When you were talking about how being different, when you're different, you get tested more. You're gonna get tested regardless. You wanna get tested regardless. Yeah. Whether you think you tough, Tony. Whether you trying to stay out the way, the, the price of living here is some way, some shape or fashion. You are going to be tested. But if you, oh yeah, it's then part you, of the game. you want yeah, to, you be, to be. You feel me? And then it's like okay then you're choosing to be different and how different and we can define different different ways you feel me not to right. be you feel me but yeah bro like yeah like they're going to test you bro because sometimes out here they think different means bitch you feel me and exactly. you can't you can't let it mean that you cannot let it mean that when you let one nigga bitch you all the niggas will think they can bitch you like and it's, it's a very terrible cycle <laughs> i've seen it i've seen it man like and not even a divvy too far but just because you know we we shooting the shit bro man i was i've grown up in an environment where like i was the prey at one point you know like i came from a county vibe my granny she always lived that uh she always lived in zone 16 so that was like a neutral home type of when my parents need to drop me off i was there but then it got to a point where I was always there. So it just became home. But I started going to school in the city in the fourth grade. So imagine a kid who experienced, I really had the Lily White County experience up until fourth grade. And I remember going to Gwen's Falls Elementary and the first thing that a kid said to me, the first sentence outside of like, Hi, when the teacher said, speak to me, one kid, Joshua Lawson, <laughs> I'm going to shout him out. Oh, do you remember his name? <laughs> I remember his name, bro. Because he came up to me, he asked me, he said, hey, they said you're from a county school. 
And I'm like green as hell, not even really realizing it, it meant anything. He's like, I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. He's like, yeah, y'all like kindergartners when it comes to fighting compared to us. Mm. And, it, and he just like walked off. He wasn't a bully either. He was just like, he was a funny guy more so. If I were to give him a classification, he was more of a funny guy. But when he said that to me, bro, it was like an instant, where the fuck am I? Like, it's like you just got marked. I thought I, yeah, it's like I thought I knew where I was. Yeah. I'm walking through here all like com- comfortably and, and not knowing that I'm, I'm a sheep amongst wolves until I realized like, one thing about, I think any human, when you're put in that environment, it's either you're going to make yourself or you're going to break. No, for real, fight or flight, bro. And I had to start whooping ass. <laughs> I fully understand, bro. I grew up fighting. Before I knew. Until it became I didn't even know I knew how to. I didn't even know I knew how All right, bro. All right. It's like, I didn't even know I knew how, you know what I'm saying? It was, and I mean, I didn't win every, every, every brawl, but it was like, I didn't know I had it in me to even try because in the County, my brothers went to like the schools that was right around the corner. And so it was like, I didn't have that issue, but here it was like just me and one of my brothers. And it was like a whole swarm of, I guess, fucking putties because these kids just wanted to fight all the time bro it was crazy i love the way i love that you said putties that brings me back sorry go ahead because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was like it was like instant instant brawl you didn't have to say anything you just walk up want to fight it's like what is up with these kids i never realized that like that was my that was my introduction to there's a difference in how you're living at home and how the person next door might be living. Cause at yeah. that point I thought, I thought it was just everyone had both parents in the house. You know, I, I just thought everyone had family in the house because that's what I was kind of used to right. when I, where, I, where I lived before I moved to the city. Most of those kids had like mom or at least mom and a boyfriend, you know what I'm saying? So, it looked different to a child's eye. You just thought it was normal. Then you get to this environment where you realize, like, this one kid doesn't ha- even have parents. Like, he's like, a, a, what is grandma? Like, legitly, like, my parents are just, you know, on the road somewhere. I can actually call them at least or, or get in touch with them at least. He doesn't even have parents. He's my age. You know what I'm saying? I, I, as a child, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. But as I got older, I realized why it was such a different environment. For me. But all that played into the reason that I can be so diverse musically, because I can relate to that innocent county going to the creek to make Krabby Patties out of sand and water experience. But I can also relate to about to lay my head down on a pillow after playing video games, just chilling and hear a shotgun blast right before my head hits the pillow in the backyard. And then having to get used to that. But having to still 
be yourself because you don't want to get caught up in the mindset that like that's life and that's normal because it's not. It's more to life than that shit. Right. So I feel like all that stuff helped me musically to be able to be so diverse because I feel like I saw both extremes. And even in that aspect, like staying in my granny's house like I was, was dope. Like I still had the full family structure and I still live with my parents. I was just at my, my grandma, my grandma's house a lot. So it was like, even though we were surrounded by the jungle, no. it was heat in the house, you know? <laughs> yeah. It reminds even me of, wolves outside. Yeah. It reminds me of a line that um, Ransom said on director's cut scene one or director's cut, uh, yeah, scene one, where he said, um, the first time I saw a head explode and I was eight years old, and I was like, oh, shit, you know, just like being in a crazy environment. Fortunately, God forbid I ever have to see anything like that. I've never seen any actual, like, dead body or anything like that. I'll never want to see it outside of, like, on YouTube or something, which is freaking sad that I've seen stuff like that on YouTube, but... yeah. Not in real life. I don't ever want to. You know, my when my but, wife was in Com- when, when my wife was living in Compton, she moved out of her mom's house because she couldn't she couldn't live with her. Um, <laughs> she's like, I can't do this. But when she was in Compton, she lived in Spooktown, which you know, Spooktown right. obviously is like heavy gang related area, and she would see bodies on on the roofs of like houses and apartment buildings because it was a sign yeah. it was a sign of it was pretty much of a sign of like don't fuck with this area so you would see bodies in like in like body bags and then put them on top of roofs i'm just because yeah. even rick ross he had a line like that said put a, put a body over on top of your house you know but just she saw that and i was like i was like dating her at the time i was like oh shit you know like jesus christ that's crazy, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. See, like, there's extremes to it, bro. It's like, I try my best to stay. I try to stay away from it, you know? Like, I think that, like, that's what made things easier for me because it was like, I didn't present myself as someone that was trying to be something that I wasn't. And I understood I wasn't certain things. And I was cool with it. Because like, I feel like everyone's God made everyone different for a reason. Like our toes and our fingers, our eyes, nose, everything is different. You know, like for a reason. Our thoughts, our ambitions are different for a reason. It's like everyone doesn't have to do the same thing. And a lot of times, my 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 friends that I didn't expect to become friends, like the the guys that. I guess doing their thing and stuff like that. It's like they would vibe with me because they felt like, man, I know that you're not going to do nothing crazy. Like, I, I don't got to bring my, my, my strap or nothing around you type. Like, you chill. And, and you're probably like one of the one people, one of the one or few people that I can actually do that around outside of family. And it, I took that as like, wow, it's that bad out here. <laughs> because right, right. I always intentionally stayed green 
like when when I started hearing about people carrying guns and stuff like that, I was like still like in my head trying to make it seem like oh they're just talking. And then you know, I'm I'm just having these random moments where like, you know, people that I'm not gonna name <laughs> are just, you know, have a random conversation with me and it falls out or something like that. They just pick it up casually, put it back and keep having conversation. And I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Did I just see what I just like? But it's like, I'm doing that in my mind, but it, I have to play it cool. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh, this is really going on. Like I have really been in the jungle jungle. I wasn't just, you know, being artistic with my with my language in that in that regard. Like, I always just kept my my, my mental green, but I, I'm I'm not green to. It's just like I choose this state of this this way of thinking so that I don't I don't get all caught up in it because it's like. You wouldn't believe some of this shit. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Damn. Skills, your thoughts. <laughs> I mean, he's he's preaching to the choir. I really don't have much different. You feel me? Than like we're from the. We're not from the same neighborhood, but we're from the same zip code, from the same area. Like his area is like ten minutes from my area, as far as like where he's from. You feel me? So we definitely experience some of the same things. Like, yeah, that's crazy, bro. Definitely, definitely. Man. But it makes for like great music. Like it, I, I, I gotta keep bringing it back to the music because it really does make for great music. It, it, so that's why I was so confused. Like, I don't know, man. Like people, you, no matter what, you're gonna be proud of the way you come from, bro. Like there are a bunch of issues that that the city has. You feel me? And it's well documented. But also, it's one of the most artistic places ever, yo. Like as far as like, you got a lot of athletes that come from there. You have a lot of musicians like you had great people who also come from there, yo. Like only the strong survive, you feel me? And it just it just gives you like, extra motivation and battery in your back, yo. But it's it's not to no, the really. like, you want to but it's a place where like you you love where you come from, but it's also a reality of you're not meant to stay here, you feel me? Like some people do want to stay here and tell there's nothing wrong with that. But like it's it's the type of situation where it's like you see Maryland is one of the richest states in the country, but it also has some of the worst poverty. So the funds are not being equally distributed. And Baltimore is the perfect example of that. There's so many vacant houses there, and it, it just doesn't be like that. You feel me? There's, so right now it's kind of weird. We're going through gentrification. So, but I really don't have anything. I think we touched on everything, really. But it's more totally related to music. I mean, you, you never really, in my opinion, like, I don't think you should run out of, I don't, I'm not the type of person who gets quote-unquote writers, but I don't really think writers are I think that 
it's more so there are things that you want to write about that you don't want to talk about. And since you don't want to talk about it, it's making your pen hesitant. I don't believe that there's writer's block. I think that there's just some other shit on your mind that you have to deal with in real life that is preventing you from putting it on paper. If you put it on paper, you're going to want to record it. But the whole issue is that you don't really want to talk about it anyway. You need to talk about it. But there's consequences to talk about certain things. You can have a positive um, reaction as opposed to a negative consequence. But still, we all have things that we don't want to talk about. Or you may want to talk about it at the moment if you don't want to have long-term conversations about it. So that might be blocking you from writing something down on the paper. But it's not that you're not getting anything. You don't like what's coming out. Yeah. At my experience. How did, how did you two guys meet? Okay. We met, at a, we met I want to say it was 2015, 2016, and we met at, it was a show that was put together by Amade, the Apostle, Ramsey Muhammad, and Paula Muhammad, uh, uh, Paula Muhammad. They threw these events called the Free of Life Ciphers, and they booked me, they booked Dope Soul, they booked Storytelling. Um, Tislam was also there. Therese Marcel, who runs Blackwater here in Baltimore, he um, produced Susu by Zidane and many other um, well-known records. With some, there was a lot of people in there. And um, that's where I met him. But the funny part was about that was I went to high school with one of his cousins, you know, so that's how small Baltimore is. If you don't know somebody, you know somebody who knows that person. Yeah. And it was like, we just kept on winding up on bills, different bills, different parts of the city. We would end up on mad different shows together. And then Chakra wasn't in the group yet, and Dope wasn't in the group yet. But then, like, Chakra would be hosting a lot of these events, you feel me? which is crazy how we feel all in the same group now. Yep, yep, because that, that was something that I just realized that I they were just getting me hip to recently was that um one of the shows that we had did together, I mean, well, not we didn't do it together, but we were on the same show together, me and Skills. Chakra was the host, and I'm like, that is trippy because it's like, it's just nice to see how life is, you know, come, comes full circle in that type of way. We're all working together now. Nice. So you guys kind of started chopping it up eventually, since you guys kept going on, uh, the, kind of like getting on like the same different uh, gigs and whatnot. Right, because we were on different gigs together, and then we knew a lot of people who knew each other. But then the funny thing is, is that our families have known each other for like forty years. His yeah. Oh wow. Like my grand, my granddad and his uncle, and your great uncle. We're best friends. Best oh, friends. wow. So it was like that part, we found that out earlier this year. And that was a, another one of those like, wow, look at how life goes. Where it's like, it's you like know, people world. do all this. <laughs> yeah, but there's this dope relationship that everyone has with their history when you try to tap into it. So I feel like everyone wants to know, you know, where they come from, where they get things from. And I feel like when you find out, when we when, when, I, when we found out about that, 
my feeling was like, wow, this was supposed to happen. Like, I was supposed to meet Skills. We were supposed yeah, to be so friends. When I found out who his cousin was, like, I was at his carnival, you feel me, the Caribbean Festival in Baltimore, and I saw his cousin, and I said, what's up, Tom? He was like, yo, you be rapping with my cousin. I was like, who? He was like, dope. I was like, what? <laughs> like, me and his cousin, like, we, we were, we still homeboys to this day, for real, but my, my homies in high school, his homies in high school didn't like each other. We saw me. It was several crazy situations I can't go into on this platform. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We can bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> all types of brawls, all types of stupidity. But it's like me and him never got into it. Like, with our school. And that's another thing, too. Like, Baltimore is so territorial. Like, you have areas that don't get along. And then you have schools that don't get along. You feel me? So, say if. 10 people from your school get into it with 10 people from another school. And if it doesn't end there, then it's their school versus your school. We're basically banging our school. You feel me? So, you know what's dope about you bringing up Terry, though? Like, that would really describe why I feel like I'm cool. Like, Terry is the coolest. He's way cooler than me. Like, I feel like I'm, like, I got, like, a little bit of cool. I got, like, enough of it to just, like, be a part of the family. But, like, <laughs> Terry, um, my cousin Ira, man, if you met these kids, I ain't going to call them kids. They're men now. They're, they're grown. Yo, these bosses, yo. Like, they're no, the type you can look at them and just get inspired. You feel me? Like, but Terry kind of, you feel me, too. So when he said that was your cousin, I was like, what? Like, Terry's like, cool. cooler than the ceiling fan. But it's all like night and day, like temperament-wise. Like, <laughs> Facts. Facts. When he said that you're his cousin, it's like, like, like I believed it, but I was like, what? You feel me? Like, <laughs> like I told you that. I told That's the dope thing about it. You feel me? And I told the homies, like, yo, I seen Terry at church. They was like, that nigga go to church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all go to church. We all go. Yo, man, you got to have God. I don't, I, I, I don't know where I'd be without him. Like, got to have God. Same. When, when you like, when, I don't know how. when you guys when you guys started chopping it up like uh you know being on the same like like on different like the same venues and stuff dope soul were you in a, another group at that time like this is why this is when I became a solo act this oh. was during that journey mm. Mm. so it was like I actually went through a, a sort of beef <laughs> a rap beef with my old collective. Mm. And I dropped this record called Dope Newton. It's on SoundCloud. It's actually the best performance song I have on SoundCloud. Oh, wow. And um, I really aired out a few grievances as far as, like, just the overall, like, I learned what frenemies were. I'm not laughing at this you. This is a... I'm at that, yeah. I remember I was writing, <laughs> and I had no idea who these niggas were. This was like January or February of this year. And I wrote some shit. And basically what I was writing, I was writing uh, I was writing in Supreme Admin. 
I was writing in code, but, but Dope didn't know that I was writing in code. So he, he was like, yo, somebody hear this, they might take this some type of way. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I've never heard of these niggas. I don't know these niggas. If they have an issue, we'll, we'll meet them however they want to be met. Though. But until <laughs> it is what it is, like, I'm not, I'm glad that you said something because, like, that's another thing, too, growing up in Baltimore. Like, like a lot of times, though, there's a certain, people, are, people don't have a certain regard for other people's, I don't, I don't say that they don't care about other people's lives, but it's like, if you are somebody's homeboy, then you're expected to ride regardless of the circumstances. And I feel like that is, I understand why that's expected. But you also need to give vital information, okay? So, so if you know that you're in tour with somebody and you're going to go there, you're going to go to where they're at. Like, I'm not going to go into the story, though, you feel me? But it's like, if you know that somebody wants you or you're on the hunt looking for somebody, like, you can't just tell me it's time to roll, yo. You need to walk me into the situation and get me fully hit. It can't just be like, homie, it's time to ride. And it's like, nigga, when, where, what, what's going on? Like, you have right. To you feel me? You can't just bring somebody into something and then expect it to be a certain type of way. You feel me? Like, like people, like, like you jump in the car with somebody and then you'll think everything is Gucci all the time. They about to start World War Three, but you don't know. Exactly. To go there because they didn't fully tell you the situation. I don't like that. <laughs> right. Like, I literally had that happen to me. Like, oh shit. <laughs> because I am this, I am my, where, where, where I grew up, I was always the, the, the homie. Like, you know, I'm going to go chill with dope when I'm just like, after I do all my crazy shit, I'm going to go chill with dope. But at this time, I ain't going to say his name because he. <laughs> But uh, it's my dog. He's crazy, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, he had a situation where he had got hit up real bad. But he a gangster. So he was just back, out, back outside. Like, like I'm I don't playing. even think it was, it was like two days later. Like yeah. two days later type shit. That's crazy. But... For some reason, his first destination was I'm going to dope house. We want we about to get high with dope. I'm thinking we're just gonna smoke some blunts. No normal shit. Man, we get in the car. It's Cause we gotta go get some backwoods. Get in the car. He starts driving, but he's going past the store and going away. I didn't like notice like you know, I didn't know this way. Yeah. As we're driving, he started slowing down. And he shows that like, he got it. You know, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? And he starts like, then he starts telling me what's going on. Like, oh <laughs> imagine all that happens. <laughs> then he starts explaining. And he only gives me like a few, you know, just to give me the gist. Yeah. And he's like, this where this where it happened, basically. And those are the people over there. And in that moment, I literally was like, Bruh, don't do me like this. Yeah, I have nothing. I have nothing to 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 defend myself with. You're 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 injured. Like he's on crutches right now. 
<laughs> so it's like all this is happening all at once. But that's that's just like it, no, nothing happened. Thank God. Say it again. He ain't even. That's how you know that nigga's a gangster, bro. He ain't even wait to heal up to go ride on the niggas, bro. That's like yeah, you know, bro. When Invincible killed the one nigga, and then they revived him, and as soon as he woke up, he went to go fight Army Man again, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like, that's just me telling you, like, that's where we come from, bro. It's just a, just a very. Yeah, like, yo, you, you got to stay prayed up, bro. I be praying like a mug, bro, because yeah. <laughs> it's certain stuff you can't even control. I don't care how nice. how gangster you are. I don't care how gangster you are. Certain stuff you can't control. You got to yeah, have God. He said he tries his best to just stay out the way, like, because, yeah. And I love all this, man. Like, it'd be niggas you take pictures with. Like, you see what happened with Dolph, you feel me? They got pictures of Dolph in the club partying with one of the niggas that shot him, you feel me? Like, and I can't speak on every hood, you feel me? They say every hood is the same. I don't necessarily believe that. But especially in Baltimore, like, if, if that happens to you, it's usually people you know, you know what I mean? So, and that's another thing. So you never know why somebody's around you. You never really know how somebody's still about you until some go left or until it get real. That's when you find out who people are, you feel me? You, sometimes people are around you because of um, what they think you can do for them or what opportunities they can get. Like, you never really know why niggas is really around you, bro. So it's better to just be in a business or to be in situations where, like, Okay, if it get real, I can handle it. My, I can do whatever I have to do. But as far as right. that type of element, yo, the game is not what it once was. Because it's not what it once was. It's, just, it's you feel me? Like cold, whatever you want to call it. That is non-existent only. Event. You feel me? I always had a self. I always had like a self-preservation approach when it came to like people, because yeah. it was yeah. because of where we were. That's the first rule yeah. of nature. Let me tell you, what is the first rule of nature? Self-preservation. So, exactly. So it's like, once I learned that, like, if you want something that I'm not really on, I don't got to stop being your homie. But I'm not about to, like, I would be dumb to keep putting myself in situations that I'm not ready for, I'm not accustomed to. So it's like, if I'm not out here living like that, yeah, you my man's. We might have, you know, we might have made some money together. We might, you know what I'm saying? We might have did whatever, you know what I'm saying? But you know that that's not my prerogative. And it hasn't been for the longest, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I've, I've always been on, like, some other shit outside the hood. <laughs> like, it's never been that for me. So I feel like I always was safe because i feel like there's an issue people get themselves into certain situations like you get warnings about people you know that such and such is really about that life and and doing x y and z you know that you personally ain't doing what he doing or she doing whatever the case may be but people have this tendency to keep putting themselves in that environment with those people because it's a validation for them or, or something like that and me, I feel like I was always the opposite. You can call me scary, you can call me whatever, but I'm I'm paranoid, bro. I don't like all that, all these people around, 
that I don't know types environments and stuff like that. I don't want to go to every daggone party and function that you can think of. Like, I'm a very selective. When I want to go out and enjoy myself, I want to go somewhere out the way. Nice restaurant, nice scenery. Wherever I got to go. You feel me? Like, niggas ain't one of scary type of, you feel me? At the same time, like, you don't need to be everywhere. You don't need to be seen everywhere. Like, when you gain a name, yo, and it's like, all right, we're in these restaurants too now. This is all public figures, you feel me? So your name is going to stable. That's one thing I didn't like about going to Morgan, you feel me? Because, like, DBO, we did quite a bit of partying, you feel me? And, like, I'm not going to full detail there. It'd be situations where it's, like, a dude would come up to me, and it's not like, he, like, I wasn't, I didn't get pressed or anything like that, but it's, like, random niggas at that, and they up and be like, yo, you skills? And, like, yeah. He's like, okay. Like, oh, you don't know me, but I've heard of you, or I heard about you. Like, my nigga, what does that mean? You feel me? <laughs> right, yeah, it makes someone paranoid. It's like, yo, like, is, like what, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Right, that's like, what does that mean, you know? Like, who do I know that you know? Like, that's, yeah. that's mad weird, yeah. You feel me? Right. Definitely put you in that space of, like, not wanting to, like, I don't, I just don't be out like that because I had too many moments where I didn't realize like, oh shit, I'm a little popular. Like, even if it's just like, you know, within a, a city vicinity, but it's like, oh shit, I didn't know so many people knew my face or knew about me in a sense. And it's like, you don't know what everybody's attention is. Exactly. And just exactly. Like, you up. Exactly. That they really support it. Niggas could be trying to line you up. You know what I mean? You never exactly. really know it happens all the time. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like people have to, tr- uh, uh, like, you can't prevent everything. But, I mean, certain times you can kind of try to prevent that. Like, I try to be out the way, bro. Like, I really do. I, and I never was, like, a person who bragged about things that I understood wasn't, like, everybody didn't have, like. Once I realized, like, everybody don't have a two-parent home, I never made it a thing to, like, just be, like, flaunting that. Like, that's not something to just Plans Paris has a real good marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel you. But even, like, you know, Christmas and stuff like that, yeah, I had a good Christmas, but I ain't about to go bragging about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know who around me didn't have a good Christmas. You know what I'm saying? I started being more sensitive to stuff like that getting an understanding of like a lot of times people get into trouble in the hood growing up anyways because they're not sensitive to like what they don't know right because a lot of times you might get into it with a kid over something like a little petty argument and you don't realize why that kid's getting so mad but then if you went home with that kid and realized like dang he don't got no tv yeah, he barely ate today. I'm not letting you know what I'm but you're right. But I, people's situations be that bad where, you, like, you look at yours and be thinking, like, dang, I got my own room, got video games out the, out the Wahoo. Like, I'm chilling. I'm I'm really. I just gotta do my homework and I can play video games all night. Like, I, I'm coming at, with a whole different mind state. I had to realize, like. That's really what what, what people mean by like you're blessed. Yeah. Like everybody, you gotta be very aware of like 
certain things are a blessing. It's not even to be flaunted. That's why, like I was saying, like I want to get, I want to continue to be in that mind state of money. Money doesn't exist because I don't want to even get caught up in like, oh, I need all the money. I just want to take care of what I take care of. If I want to buy something, I want to be able to buy it. But outside of that, I don't want to like put too much emphasis on that. I want to enjoy the the beauties of life that don't cost anything. Because there's a lot of stuff that's just wonderful about life that don't cost a thing. We don't really put our, our energy into it because I guess we're so brainwashed. And I'm talking about myself as well because I can definitely get in that bag where I'm like, I just need to make money, 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 money. And then you go and make all that money and spend it all on bills and bullshit. And you got to do it again. It's like, all right, that cycle is stupid. If I'm meant to be super wealthy one day, I'll get to it. I'll never stop. I'll never stop working. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm going to enjoy life. It's like, to piggyback on what we were saying about where we're from, like a lot of those kids, I, I like even to this day, a lot of them didn't leave the city. A lot of them don't know what the other side, don't know what the west side of the city look like. They only, I mean, don't, don't know what the east side look like. They only, know, they only know what the west side look like. And it's like, nigga, they only 10, 15 minutes apart. But it's like some people really trap their minds into just that one little space. There's only 15 minutes apart, but that's like that's like the outside, bro. Like one Baltimore, you got West, you got East. But like, like I was telling them last week, yo, West Baltimore is like Harlem, and East Baltimore is like the Bronx. It's an entire different energy. It's a different look. It's still Baltimore City, but it clearly ain't over West. You feel me? Not to say one side better than the other. I represent West Baltimore. You represent West Baltimore. You feel me? At the end of the day, like it's just it's just different, yo. Like like sometimes uh, like like if I'm with the homies and like we gotta go over east, bro, it's like niggas be looking up the car like we wanna field trip. It's mad funny, bro. It's like like you we only ten, fifteen minutes away from the spot, yo. Niggas is acting like we went to the county, like, yo, it's that ain't this is just what's close to the other end of North Avenue. Mm. But like you said earlier, it is very much territorial. It's something like it's a very big deal where you come from in Baltimore. Yeah. Hey skills did uh the chakra uh, did he do his verse yet for uh for the cipher? No man, he coming through tomorrow. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I got the fourth verse on there and that was his play the lyrics when he's a, he makes music also, but he's primarily known as a battle rapper here in Baltimore. Oh nice. He put a verse on there. Yeah. Family, I gotta I gotta head out. I gotta get some shut eye. I gotta work at one in the morning. Oh, damn. All right, dope. Hey, great conversation, bro. Thank you for your knowledge, bro. Thank you, guys. Thank you.